I think the audio is back, guys. Sorry, I had a technical issue over here. But what is up? Welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Excuse me for that misstep. Welcome. We have a packed show tonight. We will be talking about Dan Quinn, not about his departure, maybe, or his potential departure, but more specifically, how it impacts three specific Cowboys players that we'll get into in tonight's show. We'll also talk about the Giants making a public statement backing Daniel Jones and what it means for the NFC East. And finally, as every Wednesday, we'll close out the show with one cool thing. Every week, we share one cool thing, whether it's a personal thing, a professional thing. So keep uh, stay tuned for that. Thank you, guys. Thank you, and welcome. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Sorry about that audio problem right there but hey we are back and the audio is back as well so thank you guys thank you thank you for tuning in welcome to burner account who is saying thanks mo show a picture of the not only our best coach but the one we are about to lose we'll talk a little bit about it today sorry guys ryan doyle saying we're about to lose our best coach while mike mccarthy while making mike mccarthy look even worse next season Sorry, guys, about the audio. Welcome, Stevie Mac. Welcome to the show. Joey Bella over at Facebook as well, tuning in. Fernando Quintana, too. What is up? Welcome, welcome for being, and thank you for being here. Let's talk about Dan Quinn. He is the finalist for two NFL teams right now as they keep searching for their future head coaches. And according to reports, he is a finalist with the Denver Broncos, and he is a finalist with the Chicago Bears. Two interesting franchises because you, you got to put things in a balance maybe. And if you're Dan Quinn, you got to be thinking about these two teams and you got to be going, all right, the Broncos have the clearly superior roster, but the Chicago Bears have a quarterback and the Broncos don't. So interesting, tough decision for Dan Quinn if the two franchises offer them a contract, offer him a contract. Because you got to be thinking about the roster. You got to be thinking about the quarterback position, not only for your team, but also if you pick Denver, you are being inserted into the thick of some of the best quarterbacks in the league. Because you are talking about being in the same division as Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs and Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers. So he might be a finalist for the two teams, but I do wonder how Dan Quinn feels about going to the Denver Broncos. It's an interesting decision. There's also the other possibility that Fernandez is actually bringing up in the Facebook chat. He's saying, what if Rodgers heads to Denver this offseason? So as you can see, not a simple choice for uh, Dan Quinn. He is, you know, he's having a, a lot to think about these few days. But of course, that's just Dan Quinn's side of news. I wanted to get into how it impacts the Dallas Cowboys. And specifically, I want to get into three players that I will be naming in tonight's episode. Make sure you share your thoughts as well in the chat and tell me if I'm missing someone that you think, hey, you know what? This player is also going to be quite impacted by it. So the first question for you guys, actually, in tonight's episode, 
And I'm just trying to get a hold of the question here in my notes. And I can't. I don't know why my computer is going crazy on me right now. However, <laughs> the question is, on a scale from 1 to 10, on a scale from 1 to 10, how confident are you in the Cowboys roster, defensively speaking, without Dan Quinn? The same group of players, of course, including the guys that are likely going to be heading into free agency. How confident are you on a scale from 1 to 10 on this group of players if they don't have Dan Quinn as their defensive coordinator? Because the way that he changed things around when he got it to Dallas, that was impressive. But now the Cowboys need to figure out a way to keep the recipe going with players like Trevon Dix, like Mike Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, but it will have to happen without Dan Quinn. And I'm sure a lot of us do not like that. I, I cannot get a hold of the question, by the way, here in my, in my notes. But the, the answers are already coming in. So I guess there is no problem with it. Samuel goes with a four. Fernando goes with a five over at Facebook. Burner account goes with a four. Peter, six. Dallas Young, the highest answer we've gotten yet, is going with a seven. Three, six, six uh, from Dennis. Six from Adam Gilbert goes with a seven. Stevie Max says four specifically, especially, excuse me, because we have a ton of free agents. I would go, I would go with a five because I cannot go high. I honestly cannot go with a high number for this question because I do believe that there are a lot of question marks with the Cowboys defense right now. However, I cannot go as low as, say, for example, three or two or something like that. Because the Cowboys have some foundational pieces, right? They have Marcus Lawrence, who is still a Bennis, I believe, in the NFL, even though the sacks are not there and fans like to criticize him a lot. I mean, I'm not saying all fans, but he gets a lot of hate, I believe, Dila. Uh, but he's still the guy, and he's still one of the best edge rushers in football, especially when you talk about an overall defender and you include run support, in which he might be the very best in the NFL. You also have Michael Parsons, who is insane. You have Travon Dix. So I say, hey, you know what? The Cowboys have some important pieces in the roster, and hopefully they're able to make the most out of it once a new defensive coordinator comes around. Because let's make no mistake about it. Sure, Dan Quinn was a first-time defensive coordinator for the Cowboys. I should rephrase that because he, he was not a first-time defensive coordinator. What I meant is it was his first year with the Cowboys and likely to be his last two. So, sure, the Cowboys were very bad in 2020 without Dan Quinn with Mike Nolan. We know that. But we also know that the Cowboys have had some significant changes with the players that are out there on the field, the most notable of which is 100%. Michael Parsons. But Trevon Dix being trusted with more man-to-man -man coverage in 2021, he gave that step forward. You also got Kelvin Joseph, who we have not seen a lot, but hey, what we have seen was quite promising. So at least you got to wonder, do the Cowboys have a starting pair of cornerbacks heading into 2022? And on top of that, you have Anthony Brown, you have Jordan Lewis, who knows if both will be back in 2022. But at least you might feel more confident overall with your cornerbacks as in different years. 
The other things that suck, says TV Mac, is that Joe Witt Jr. is getting a ton of interest now too, says TV Mac. And Chuck also at Facebook had said they need to hire Joe Witt Jr. And it might be the most likely outcome for the Cowboys. If they lose Dan Quinn, you might just step it, step up uh, Joe Witt, which would be very interesting for the Cowboys because you're going to undergo that super change with a different defensive coordinator paired with plenty of soon-to-be free agents. So in an effort to maybe balance that, the Cowboys want to keep some things the same, and maybe that is why they could be very interested in promoting Joe Witt. That would be interesting. I would love to see Joe Witt get an opportunity. And Burner account coming in with some sarcasm. He says, promote from within. That's worth great for us, says Burner account. But hey, we are also complaining about the guy that the Cowboys didn't promote from within. So there's no perfect recipe for this, right? I wouldn't mind the Cowboys promoting Joe Witt Jr. However, you might assume that if Quinn leaves, whether it's a promotion from within or whether it's an outside hire, changes will take place for the Dallas Cowboys defense. A, a defense that was one of the highest man-to-man -man defenses in the entire NFL for the 2021 season. I think there were about third in the league in man-to-man -man coverage rate instead of zone coverage, which is one of the reasons why they also struggled a lot versus the San Francisco 49ers because they had to play a lot more zone versus the 49ers. So that also affected them. You, you, might, have, you, you, you might be expecting the Cowboys to have some significant changes. And I wanted to point out three significant Cowboys players that will be impacted the most. And I don't want to sound super clickbaity here, but you, you're, you're not expecting number one, maybe, because, and I know that sounds like the typical clickbait article, but don't worry, that's not the intention here. It's just that the guy, the player that actually was the inspiration for this topic here in ADC Sports Dallas Primetime is a player that we have seen close to zero snaps on defense. It is Nashawn Wright for the Dallas Cowboys because, hey, we might have forgotten now, but Nashawn Wright was actually a third-round pick for the Dallas Cowboys. Sure, he was the 99th overall pick, but still an important draft asset that the Cowboys spent in Nashawn Wright. And the reason why I'm so intrigued about the future for him is that Basically, everyone saw Wright as a day three kind of prospect. Everyone put him as that fifth rounder, sixth rounder. Maybe some scouts even said he was going to go undrafted. The one reason why we were excited about Nishan Wright and the one reason why we thought maybe this ends up working out for the Cowboys is that he is exactly the cornerback that you know that Dan Quinn liked. And that is the reason why we were excited about Wright. That is the one reason why everyone went, maybe we're all wrong. Maybe we reacted poorly to the draft pick because most of Cowboys Nation reacted poorly to him because a lot of people didn't know who he was. And I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just the way it was with a lot of scouting reports. For example, I think that Dane Brugler, who is one of the minds that I respect the most in the NFL draft space, 
Dane Brugler, I believe, had him as a seventh rounder slash undrafted free agent. I might be remembering that wrong, but at best, he had him at round six. The reason why we believed in it was Dan Quinn. Quinn is now gone, and you got to wonder how this impacts his job status with the Dallas Cowboys. Because next training camp, the competition will be on once again, and we'll be talking about it, I assure you. That is one of the players that I believe, even though he's flying under the radar, he will be one of the most impacted by Queen's departure. Dallas Junk says, I'm, I liked Wright more than Bosman, more than Calvin Joseph, not gonna lie. Dallas Junk definitely in the minority there. I don't hate it. Hey, Wright had some interesting athletic traits, but there were also a lot of question marks surrounding him. And I'm, I'm excited to see if he, if he ends up fighting for that spot and stays with the Cowboys in 2022. That would be great for him. And that would be a huge sign of what's ahead for, for him. I remember that a lot of people hated on him because he compared himself to Richard Sherman, which he really didn't. It was more of... He was, not, he was not coming from a point in which he was saying, oh, I'm better than Sherman. He was saying more like, I'm, I think, motivating himself, saying that he was going to be like Sherman, that he models his play with Sherman's play. Bruce Got the Jews says, okay, but like Dan Quinn's stock didn't rise until he wasn't much the same way. Because he was saying earlier that Marvin Lewis is another coach who's better at defensive coordinator, not head coach. Hopefully, Quinn kills it as a head coach moving forward. But yeah, I agree with Bruce. It's never a guarantee if you have a great season as a defensive coordinator. It's certainly no guarantee that you will be able to be a, a great head coach. However, here is what I... If I was in the front office of an NFL team. Clearly, I'm not. <laughs> but uh, if I was at the front of an NFL franchise and you're looking at the candidates that you can bring in to be the head coach of your organization, the reason why I'm loving Dan Quinn as a candidate, the reason why I would say, let's bring this guy in, is not necessarily that the Cowboys had one of the best defenses in the NFL. To me, it's more about the fact that he was able to adapt. He was at a point in which things were not working out for him as a, as a head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. His defenses were not finding what he wanted them to find. And if I'm looking to hire Dan Quinn, and Tony Simmons is asking where did he go, not yet. We only know uh, that he's a finalist for the Broncos and the Verse. But if I'm looking to hire Dan Quinn, the, the reason why I'm interested in him is, you know, the fact that, uh, hey, he adapted and he changed his scheme up. He went from playing cover three, like in the Legion of Booms, when he shifted things around and he became a more aggressive coach. He went man-to-man -man coverage. Cover one was his primarily defensive call this season. And that is what, why I would love, what I would love from Dan Quinn. The fact that he was able to flip things around and actually make a change. Because it is not easy to do so in the NFL. A lot of coaches can become stubborn when they have experienced success like Dan Quinn had. And then they meet failure and they're not able to adapt because sometimes they're stubborn. 
that didn't happen to Dan Quinn. And that is what I what I would love from him if I were looking for a head coach. Anyways, number one player, Nishan Wright. Moving on, number two player that I believe could be the most impacted by Dan Quinn's departure is safety Malik Hooker. Because DeMonte Casey was signed to a one-year deal with the Cowboys. And he's a Dan Quinn guy. He was brought in by Dan Quinn to be that single high safety with the great range that Dan Quinn likes. And now he, he will, oh, oh, my dog is just once again trying to be a star on this show. We will not let him in the studio ever again because the guy is, is just not, not a professional. Not a professional. We might just need to get him out of here. There he goes. <laughs> not, a, not, not professional behavior from my dog. I'm sorry about that. Anyways, guys, number two player, where, where was I? Malik Cooker. I think the fact that DeMonte Casey is about to hit free agency, he might not be very likely to come back. That opens up a big opportunity for Hooker because the one reason why Malik Hooker had question marks at this point in his career, those question marks were not a result of his play. Everyone knows that Malik can play. There were more questions about can he stay healthy or not, and he has. He played 15 games for the Cowboys this year. Dallas Junk says, I think that Hooker is versatile enough that he will be just fine. And I agree. I think that the fact Dan Quinn is going to leave, likely, of course, we are not sure if this is going to happen, but assuming Dan Quinn leaves. And I, I, I messed up the title, actually, of the video. I, I wanted to put by Quinn's potential departure, and maybe I should edit, edit that as soon as the video is over. I'm sorry about that. Uh, but I think that if Queen ends up leaving and DeMonte Casey ends up leaving as well because he's a Dan Queen guy, I think that Malik Hooker stands to benefit the most out of that possibility. I need to, I need to correct that video. Now I just feel bad that I messed up the title of the video. We'll, we'll get that right. Don't you worry. Queen played one too many safeties to Samuel Rowe. Burner account says, eh, Hooker can't stay healthy. He says, risky. Then he says, you're killing me with that header. Yeah, now I'm sweating and I'm nervous about it. I will try to correct it. I don't know if I can do it from within right now. But Queens, let's try it. <laughs> Why not? Hey, we're already here. Let's just go ahead and try it, right? <laughs> because I did get an edit button here. Let me see if I can uh, <laughs> make that right. All right. I think I saved the changes. <laughs> I don't know if that will work. If not, we will just try after the show is over. Sorry for that. Zombie says, oh, Zombie, thank you for your comment and your donation. You're the man, Zombie. Thank you. Eduardo says, Queen ain't going nowhere. Hey, it could happen. It could happen that he ends up staying with the Dallas Cowboys, and then the title will, will be even worse. But hey, of course, I meant potential departure. Sorry about that. Number three player. Someone mentioned safeties and the fact that the Cowboys might have played one too many safeties. You've got to talk about Jaron Kears because he is a safety slash linebacker. And Dan Queen likes to use this big nickel package in which he gets three safeties on the field. And that's where Jaron Kears thrived as well. But at some point, Jaron Kears was on the field about 100% of the defensive snaps. 
And he was, sure, a safety, but he was also playing all of this linebacker kind of assignments. So sure, he was a safety in the roster, but he played more like a linebacker. He even had the green dot in his helmet. He even was a communicator for the defense. So Kyrie stepped up in a big role, and you just don't know for sure if any defensive-minded coach will be open to the idea of what Jaron Kyrie was doing. Even if you like the concept of the Jaron Kyrie hybrid linebacker slash safety, you have to be willing to actually play him. So that, that will be interesting. I believe that's not something that you will see from every defensive coordinator in the league. So that would be my number three player to watch. And I believe he will be one of the most impacted if Quinn ends up leaving to any other team. Ryan says, we cannot lose Jaron Kears. He says he was the most impactful safety. And even though I agree with that, and even though I would love it if the Cowboys re-signed him, I, I am interested in, in the fact that maybe not every defensive coordinator loves playing big nickel. Not everyone will love playing with a hybrid linebacker's latch safety. So I just wonder if he will be impacted by it. Dennis says, with injuries plaguing our defense, they sustain the team. The O-line and play calling are hurting us. Tony says, Hooker is healthy. He's a good banger. All these teams are desperate and with a little patience. Danny's safe here. Both are replaceable. Kick rocks. Kellen. I don't know that. I don't think that Kellen will go either way. But hey, it is definitely possible that Dan Quinn stays with the Cowboys. Having cleared up all of what I just said about the headline, it's still, and I said this earlier in the week, it's still about Dan Quinn wanting to go to one of the teams that he has been uh, offered a deal, if he has been offered a deal. Maybe he likes the Broncos, and I, I, this is just an example. Maybe he likes the Broncos, but he doesn't like the Birds. And maybe the Broncos decide to go to it with another head coach. Maybe Dan Quinn ends up saying, well, if it wasn't in Denver, I'm just going to stay put in Dallas and and stay with the Cowboys. So you never know. You, you definitely never know. Interesting. All right. Those are the three players that I believe will could be the most impacted if Dan Quinn ends up leaving the Dallas Cowboys. Moving on to the next topic, I wanted to say, hey, the Giants are out here backing up Daniel Jones. They're looking for a head coach. They have hired a new general manager. And I think this quote from owner... John Mara was quite interesting. He said, we do feel that Daniel Jones can play. We've done everything possible to screw this kid up since he's been here. We keep changing coaches, keep changing offensive coordinators, keep changing offensive line coaches. I take a lot of responsibility for that. John Mara went on to say, but let's bring in the right group of coaches now and give him some continuity and try to rebuild the offensive line and then be able to make an intelligent evaluation of whether he can be the franchise quarterback or not. I have a lot of hope in Daniel and know how badly he wants it. I know how the players feel about him. We are certainly not giving up on him by any stretch of the imagination. Now, this certainly sounds like, if you believe John Mara, like Daniel Jones is going to remain the quarterback of the New York Giants. But that is just the question. Do you believe or don't believe the Giants' statement? 
And here is the reason why. Let me know your answers in the chat if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube. Let me know what you think. Do you believe or don't believe the Giants owner John Mara statement? I think it's fair to question it because we did just get Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals saying that they were going to stay put with uh, with Josh Rosen just months before drafting Kyler Murray with the number one overall pick. I do agree that the Giants might have messed up Daniel Jones' development with all of the changes that went that they went through. And sure, they signed Kenny Galladay. Sure, they got a lot of talented skill position players, but they didn't get this man an offensive line. So maybe Daniel Jones could turn things around, but I don't believe it. I They might end up meaning it if they don't have another choice, but I also full-heartedly believe that the Giants will be looking at other options especially because you don't you still don't know who your head coach is and if you're trying to bring in a head coach you better you better hand them the reins and say and tell them you can bring whichever quarterback you prefer and if the candidate that you like wants to bring in another quarterback you need to give him that option because you you don't have a lot of selling points if you're the giants right now you don't have a very talented team You don't have a clear-cut quarterback for the future. Daniel Jones might be the guy, but you don't know. So I, th I think you need to give that choice to whoever you hire as a head coach. And that is the reason why I, I, I don't believe it. They might stay with the Giants. However, I don't think even they know if they will stick with him because I believe that will end up being the call of the head coach. Uh, let's see. I think Jones has talent, says Fed. I, I kind of agree that he has talent. I don't know if he's a long-term answer for the Giants, but I don't believe that it's a sure thing. Steven White goes with no. Steven Max says don't believe. Burner accounts says believe. The Giants management has shown they can win a Super Bowl. Let's see. Giants already have their franchise quarterback on the roster in Mike Lennon. I think that the owner... Is going off what they know right now. He's still in a rookie deal and is chip. That is right. That's what they get for the disloyalty to Eli, says Tony Simmons. Samuel says they have the top two picks. I don't know. They have two top seven picks. Oof. And there are a few quarterback candidates, but there are no clear candidates to be the top quarterback in this year's draft class. So big decision. For the Giants, because there are also some offensive linemen that they might be interested in bringing in. All right, guys. Before we leave tonight, <laughs> Bruce got the U says, as a rival fan, I wholeheartedly support the Giants in keeping Jones. <laughs> of course, we, we gotta. That's the only thing you gotta you you are able to do. Anyways, one cool thing. Let's talk about one cool thing before we leave tonight's show. As every Wednesday, we share our one cool thing of the week. You can share a professional thing. You can share a sports-related thing, a personal thing, whatever you want to share. What is your one cool thing of the week? I will start with mine as every Wednesday. But hey, David Ortiz, big papi got elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame last, uh, well, yesterday. He got elected on Tuesday, and I love it. 
David Ortiz deserved to be in Cooperstown, one of the greatest hitters in the history of baseball. That is my one cool thing of the week. Big Papi deserved to be there. It would have been even cooler. I'm sorry, but I'm one of the guys that would like to see Roger Clemens in the Hall. I would love to see Barry Vaughn in the Hall of Fame. That is my one cool thing of the week. David Ortiz, who means a lot to Latin America and baseball fans in Latin America. That was amazing to see him. First year in the ballot, and he got elected. And, and it's cool because he's a designated hitter, and a lot of people were maybe questioning if the fact that he provided no defensive value for a lot of teams, uh, for, for his teams, maybe that was going to cost him in the, in the ballots, but it didn't. He got in, and he deserved to get in. Burner account says, good for Big Papi, but man, Baseball Hall of Fame process is a joke. Put Bonds and the Rocket in. Hey, Burner account is one of my guys. And Rita is also one of mine. MLB Hall of Fame not going with Bonds and Clemens, so wrong. I agree with it. Hey, I agree with all of that. To me, it is silly at this point that these guys are not in. I get the PED argument. I fully understand that. But we cannot, we cannot overlook the context of baseball in that time. What's your one cool thing of the week? Let's see. Pulled a Panini select, a select Herbert jersey rookie card on Monday. That was cool, says Adam Mack. Hey, that's cool. That definitely is one cool thing. Fernando Quintana says Barry Bonds deserved it. Uh, Clay Cup bringing in Pete Rose. I think it's even more ridiculous that Pete Rose isn't in as well. Let's see. Uh, Tani says, cool because you recognize a brother's name, Cowboys Nation, stand up. Love being in the, in the combo. Now that is cool. Shout out to Tani and thank you for supporting ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Let's see. Uh, for real, Pete Rose not being in there is the worst of them all. I agree. That's even worse. While you're talking about the Hall of Fame, time to release Pete Rose and do what's right. <laughs> hey, he's a Hall of Fame. He's a Hall of Famer in my book, as they said in, in the movie. Dallas Young, one cool thing of the week is that I just got suppers today. Best food ever. Finally got the corn on my foot. Burnt offices, Ryan Doyle. Also a one cool thing. About the dark side of the moon. Ooh, that is cool, burner account. Hope you enjoy that. Bills in, in, in vinyl. In, sorry, I don't know how you pronounce that. I just, is it vinyl? Vinyl? <laughs> Bills versus Chiefs. Worst is Jimmy Johnson is in, is in the ring of honors. Is Clay Cup. Yeah, that's maybe an uncool thing of the week. But hey, that's how it goes. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. As always, make sure you check out ADC Sports dot com slash Dallas for more Cowboys articles for more Mavericks articles and don't worry as soon as this stream ends I will go back and I will try to correct that title because that was my mistake I meant to put impact the most by Queen's potential departure so sorry about messing that up but I will fix that as soon as it, as the stream is over thank you guys thank you for tuning in make sure you hit the like button make sure you share the stream Thank you for your support to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central. So I will see you tomorrow. Thank you to you guys in the chat. See you on Thursday.